We're talking with uh, Corinne Carey, who is a senior campaign director at uh, Compassion and Choices, uh, both in New York and, and New Jersey. And they held a press conference recently. Um, so it was eight years since the uh, New York Medical Aid in Dying bill has uh, been introduced. Support seems to be growing, 85 co-sponsors, 55% supports in a college poll. So uh, Corinne, may just introduce, you know, what is the bill and, you know, what are some of the value of the bill? New York's Medical Aid and Dying Act would allow people who are diagnosed with a terminal illness and given six months or less to live to ask their doctor for a prescription that they can take at a time of their choosing to end unbearable suffering at the end of life and die peacefully. Um, 10 states plus Washington, D.C. authorized this option for people that live in those states. Um, several states are removing their residency restrictions. But here in New York, uh, one would have to travel to Vermont or establish residency in New Jersey to gain access to this peaceful option. And traveling when you're looking at just a few days or weeks to live is not a viable option for people. So we are we are trying to make this option a reality for people in New York. Um, and how close do you think you are, to, you know, the passion and what have been some of the groups or, you know, issues that have been, you know, blocking passage? Well, just like any major social change, um, this takes time. Uh, it took, you know, several meetings, sometimes a dozen meetings with a single lawmaker to get them to really look at what this bill would do and what it wouldn't do. And oftentimes it took a personal experience that a lawmaker had in their own lives for them to come to the table with serious concentration to read the bill and listen to the advocates. And so, you know, unfortunately, death happens and all of us experience it in our lives with our loved ones. And so there's an increasing number of lawmakers that have either had experiences in their own families or are hearing from their constituents who are experiencing uh you know, a loved one suffering unbearably at the end of life. And so, yes, we are making a tremendous amount of progress. In fact, you mentioned that we have 85 bill sponsors. In fact, now we have 86 because after our lobby day on Tuesday, during which uh, a woman with, with a serious life-threatening illness lobbied her own state senator and that state senator put his name on the bill by the end of the day. So, um, you know, we're, we're making progress. And I think a lot of insiders in the political world and certainly our bill sponsors think that 2024 could be the year. Well, you, you mentioned that, you know, when people, including legislators, have that personal experience, that can open up their minds and hearts, I guess, on, on this particular issue. But one of the people who spoke uh, at your recent uh, press conference was a similar member, Al Taylor. I believe he's a reverend, and he went through that personal experience and changed his mind. 
He did. You know, when when uh, when the assembly member was was first elected, we went and met with him and he read all of our materials. He had fantastic questions, but he made it very clear to us that as a clergy leader, as a man of deep faith, that he was absolutely opposed to this bill. But our campaign is all about love and compassion. And so we kept engaging with the assembly member year after year greeting him with kindness in the hallway and continuing to keep him updated. And then sadly, last year, we learned that he lost his dad. And we brought in a group of advocates on Mother's Day, mothers who had lost their children and children who had lost their mothers. Um, and they sat down with him. No lobbyists. I was not there. Uh, there was no one you know, they he just sat down and talked to the families. And he left that meeting not only committing to add his name to the bill, but also um, agreeing to be a champion and being an outspoken proponent of this legislation. And he has been uh, an incredible voice in this campaign, really cutting through the noise of the opposition and, and saying very clearly that when you're faced with a loved one who says, I'm ready to go, and I don't want to die suffering like this, that there ought to be another way. Now we're here in the, primarily in the Capital District. Um, you know, are there, you know, state legislators, senators, or some members who were either, you know, one of the gung-ho champions or one of the ones who, um, you know, basically are strongly opposed? You know, it's been, it, it's been a mixed ride here. I will say that Assemblymember John McDonald, who represents me, and I believe uh, the area, you know, the sanctuary, uh, where the sanctuary is, I, he has been incredible in terms of really opening his heart and his mind and listening. Um, and so I, I commend him. He, his name is not on the bill. He has not promised a vote for the bill, but I think that as a as a Catholic lawmaker, he struggles with this, but he listens and he listens with his whole heart. Um, I'm really super disappointed with Assemblymember Pat Fahey, who put an incredibly biased question on her constituent survey, um, basically intimating that the bill doesn't have strong enough safeguards. And in fact, the safeguards have worked for more than a quarter of a century in every other state, such that there have been no incidents of abuse, coercion, misuse of these laws. And then I'll also say that Senator Neil Breslin, who is such an influential voice in his conference, has has not taken a position on this. Um, and, and it's just it's very, very disappointing. Assemblymember uh, Angelo Santa Barbara as well um, has has not uh, taken a position on this. I it's it's beyond me how you can look at the faces of these family members and hear us tell the stories of the 26 advocates, people who walked the hallways, who came to rallies, who educated their communities. We lost 26 of those people during the course of these eight long years. How these lawmakers can look at those family members and, and remember those people and not have the compassion to publicly support this bill is beyond me. So we're going to have about Two minutes uh, left, so I wanted to ask a two-part question, or maybe actually a three-part. You mentioned uh, Simon McDonald, I believe his his brother now is the uh, 
head of the New York State Department of Health. You know, where has the, the governor weighed on this? And you mentioned that other states, you know, have this bill. Uh, I believe this is modeled after the, I believe it's the Oregon Death with Dignity law. But, you know, how many other states have moved on this? And, uh, you know, is that accelerated uh, nationwide? And I guess finally, you know, if people want more information, if they want to express their views, find out more about this, how can they do this? Right. So Governor Kathy Hochul has made it very clear that this issue is for the legislature to decide. And, you know, she will make up her mind and decide whether to sign or veto the bill when it gets to her desk. Um, I am very hopeful. I think that the governor is a compassionate person. I know that she and her staff have been listening. Um, but, you know, we're going to need to raise our voices and make sure that she hears that this is a priority for New Yorkers. As far as other states go, uh, 10 states have now authorized medical aid and dying plus Washington, D.C., so that's 11 US, U.S. jurisdictions, and about 20 other states are considering bills this year. I think New York uh, is likely to be the next state to pass a medical aid and dying law. It's really just up to legislative leaders, the Senate Majority Leader and the Assembly Speaker, um, about whether they will actually bring this bill forward for a vote this year. And if folks would like to learn more information about medical aid and dying and about our campaign to pass this bill and, and actually about all end of life options that exist, uh, they can visit our website, compassionandchoices.org. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, which is hard to call X, but X, <laughs> and LinkedIn as well. So just search for us at Compassion and Choices. And, and quickly, you mentioned legislative leaders got to decide to bring it to the floor. Uh, neither of them are always pushing things. They kind of sit back and see how things play out. Any sense either one of them are going to make sure it comes up for a vote this year in the last 10 seconds? I mean, I will say that both of them are listening intently. They are meeting with their colleagues. Um, some of them are meeting with uh, family members. So the pressure is on. Thank you very much, Corinne Carey, um, uh, Compassion and Choices. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.